Hey everybody, welcome back to Simply Soccer. I am your host Michelle Hutink and my co-host Christian Conway. We are season two. <laughs> uh, good afternoon and much like GM, uh, GBS, I'm excited for a vacation and a stiff drink. Nice. Uh, yes, it's episode 25 and last, last, we were preparing to cover the Portland Timbers and the Galaxy lost that game, but they managed to pull back two goals. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and it's, it's that game was was fascinating in a lot of respects, just simply because um, it, it did feel like it was a bit of a game where there was so much more Sorry. going on around it. Yeah. In terms of what the Galaxy were, that like it did feel like this was a that like that game was kind of like window dressing when it came to what was going on in the galaxy front. The news comes out on Thursday that they've relieved a little of his duties. And now, you know, we're, we're under Dominic Kinnear for the rest of the season. Yes. And, and there's still a good chance at the playoffs with the win last night, LA galaxy are because of points per game (laughs) and because MLS, um, even though we were we're dead last, there's still there's still possibilities. Of course, other factors have to come in with other matches, which is just like decision day anyway. Um, you know, lots lots of things also didn't change uh, with with the galaxy. You know, Bingham was back in goal, and we've been here, done that with uh, Dom Kinnear, and you. You know, as a fan, you're watching this and, and you know, Pavon is doing Pavon things. The biggest surprise of the night, I have to say, was Pipo Gonzalez. Yeah, um, I've long come on this pod and, and, and buried that man multiple times. But, I mean, you know, the, the header is a header that any center back worth his should score. I'm not, I'm not going to say that it was remarkably, you know, impressive. I mean, it's a great ball in from Legette and, and, and you know, Legette, who is maybe my man of the match last night against Real Salt Lake. I mean, he was absolutely brilliant, you know, industrious, buzzing around, was able to find, you know, great passing lanes. Um, but, I mean, what a what a clearance off the goal line. I mean, I, I just watched it back about, like, five times. He's, he'd done some of those earlier. Well, but, at least last season, anyway. I think, I yeah. think the seasons and, are blurring together. Last season. And often they'd also end up in the back of his own net. Um, like, yeah. It... it that was, I mean, just a singular moment of, of individual brilliance from, from uh, Giancarlo Gonzalez. And also, you know, foot, I think the, the part of that play that's the most important thing is he doesn't give up on the play. Like, he, he clearly, you know, he, it would have been easy for him to give up on the play. And just, you know, it's a great chip of the ball. It's great, you know, it's a, good, it's a great, you know, if that goes in, it's a great goal. But, you know, I think that kind of, that drive, I think points to something that I, I noticed and I, and I might have texted you last night, which is that this team just looked a little bit more motivated than we've seen in, in forever, you know, and, 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 and it did just look like they, they cared more. And, you know, I, I had heard a little bit of rumor that maybe GBS had lost the locker room and I, I didn't stick a lot of belief into it, but maybe actually that was the case. Like maybe he did actually lose the locker room, but you know, you watch the, this game and I mean, you know, Giancarlo Gonzalez looks fired up, ready to play. I mean, you know, Pavon has his best appearance in a galaxy Jersey in, in, in months, you know, Yoni mm-hmm. Gonzalez, probably should have had a goal in this game like you know he unfortunately well, he was a position exactly you know unfortunately um who's the goalkeeper the the new goalkeeper for uh real salt like after nick Romando's retirement um 
you know, stops him two, you know, two times. Like it, it did just look like everyone was a little bit sharper. Mm-hmm. And like, I understand that there is a, a new manager bounce and that's a thing that has been documented, you know, in every league around the world, but it did just look like they were a little bit more invested than they've been in, in, you know, two, three years time. Absolutely. We had said that we just wanted to see the galaxy play with passion, with heart, with effort. And we got that against real Salt Lake. Now, my only concern is that Real Salt Lake isn't good. So the Galaxy are used to looking good against really bad teams. That said, I'm not going to take away from the fact that they were organized, that you can you can see Dominic Kinnear all over this. Um, it, it, really, it really gives me hope. But, the, you know, the truth is we have to sweep to MLS Cup. Well, the, and the thing I think you make a fair point about RSL and, and where they are as an organization right now. I mean, considering the the scandals that have rocked that team and and kind of the the, the air around that team right now is is generally bad. But you know, sometimes you just need to go out and beat a bad team, right? Like, just sometimes you need to go out and and get the result that you're supposed to get. And you know, I, I know that sounds so simplistic and so you know, explainable, but like, just sometimes you need to go out there and do that. And you know. That's what the Galaxy did. Like, and, and, it, and it wasn't clean. I think that's, that's fair to say. I mean, they conceded a goal you know, late in the game, and, and, and it was kind of a bit of a poor defensive passage of play. And you know, it, they did, again, rely on kind of individual brilliance to get them over the line. But you know, it did just feel like they were a more cohesive unit. And you know, just, again, like, if, like I, I said earlier at this point, like, you got to go out and beat the teams you're supposed to beat. And the Galaxy, for the most part, this season haven't done that. And finally, it felt like you know, they, they went out and did that. And like... I, I agree with you. I'm not. I'm not saying we're we're MLS Cup champions elect, and you know the next two teams they play. You know, Vancouver is a tricky proposition, and then you know Seattle, of course, being what Seattle is, um, you know, you know defending MLS Cup champions and still you know still very very good. Um, mm-hmm. But it just it does just feel like it, when you watched it last night, like it did just feel like everything felt better. You know, like it didn't look like they were struggling against themselves. Like it did look like they 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 got it and you know i'm not willing just yet to name dominic kinnear as the galaxy's head coach but you know sometimes you just need a guy that's a no-nonsense guy in this league and yeah they i mean they conceded so much possession i mean they you know they only had 35 percent of the ball um you know giving away 65 percent possession and i i've long railed that possession is the most meaningless stat in our meaningless stat in our game but i mean you know they they didn't cross the ball as much. I mean, they didn't cross the ball as much. They looked aggressive and it, it just, it looked better. And like, you know, they, they, it just, it felt like, you know, the obvious, like I've long maintained that. I think, you know, if you can't do the tactical stuff, like the crazy tactical stuff that a lot of the, the, the these modern managers are doing, then honestly the best option to do is just go back to basics and just do the little things and the basic things really, really well. And it felt like under GBS, they were trying to be this tactically ideological, attacking, counter-pressing team. And Kinnear just basically said, just don't do anything stupid. You know, like, just, just go up <laughs> and, and, and just do what you, what you know how to do. And it, it, it was obvious that everyone looked a little bit more comfortable. And, like, that, I think, is important over these next two games. Like, you know, and, and, and if they make the playoffs, which, you know, I, I think is still a bit of a miracle, but... Um, it just, it, it, if they, if they make the playoffs and if they make a run of the playoffs, it's going to be because they just did, they're doing the, the, the basic things really well. And like, we go back to that four game win streak and remember what we said, we said, you know, they're not necessarily remaking the wheel. They're just doing the basic things really, really well. And that's what it felt like last night. Like they finally went back to basics, finally went back to what they know how to do. 
and just did it really well. So the goal that the Galaxy gave up, who do you blame for that? You know, I'm not going to put pin that on an individual. I think that's just they they switched off all of them for a moment. Um, you know, but 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 that's the Galaxy defense in 2020, right? Like, I mean, that's what yeah, that's exactly given, what I was that, thinking. Is that they can't pitch in 90 minutes of of you know mentally plugged in soccer? Like, they're going to pitch a couple of of just shut off, you know, like, oh, shoot, we should have been a little bit better here. You know, I think they're very lucky it wasn't a 2-2 draw. I think there's, we, we can both agree on that. Um, and, and, you know, what was interesting was that, you know, how... Well, yeah, we would have been knocked out. That would have been it. Yeah, and the Galaxy, what was concerning about the performance last night for me is that the Galaxy around minute 75 just completely looked gassed. I mean, just absolutely looked like they had nothing left in them. And that's... That's because I mean, they gave one of the best first halves that we've seen in a while. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, and in, in, again, it's it's been a long season. <laughs> Fatigue has definitely probably set in in those legs. But, you know, that to me is also a mentality thing, right? Like, I think, you know, men- mentally, you know, you have to be plugged in for 90 plus. And it just felt like around the 75th minute, you know, you started seeing a lot more of the errors, you know, the 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 individual minor switch off perform like moments where we've been seeing that for the entire season. So I think, you know, a lot has been fixed, but again, the Galaxy are capable of just one of those, you know, like just individual switch off moments where a team's, a better teams are going to take advantage of on, the, on that front. So, you know, I think we saw what Kinnear can do in the first half and like what we thought the Galaxy were going to be this season in the first half. But the second half, we kind of saw a little bit more of what the Galaxy are this season. And I think Kinnear's biggest task right now is to get this team to be able to commit in for 90 plus. And that's, a, you know, I think in terms of anyone that can do it, having followed Kinnear's career for as long as I have, I think Kinnear can do it. It's just a question of, you know, can he press the right buttons to, to get this group of players who I think know the writings on the wall in terms of roster overhaul in the offseason motivated for the last two games. Yeah, they had to have known that Escalotto was not going to keep his job, but it is really interesting to see them come out and play like their jobs are on the line. Um, you know, with that said, like I said, we've said that we've been here and done that with, with Kinnear. So moving forward, I, I don't want him to to be the permanent head coach. Um, I think he can get predictable. Um, you know, the, the Galaxy, you had this these individual talents and they needed to be playing as a team and he did get them to do that which is why Escaloto wasn't able to do it and it and it is you know for all the hopes that we had for him it's just better that he's gone now um I I just can't emphasize enough that we just don't have another coach lined up so who else was it going to go to of course it it was going to be Kinnear. I mean I was listening to Elias our house and, and Tucker was on for a few minutes and he said uh, he didn't think he was gonna that that Kinnear was gonna get the team again, but but to me, who else who else did you have to give it to? Well, I I, I agree that uh, that well I I to, to Chris's point about being surprised that Kinnear was given the team. Um, it, it, I just again I agree with you on the on the front that there's there was really no no clear successor lined up, and that you know if you're gonna you know two more games left in the season or three games left in the season, whatever, whatever have you, you know, uh, depending on, on, on how they resolve the Colorado issue, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, 
you're not going to install a guy permanently for three games at the end of a regular season that has been completely, you know, basically been null and void for this organization. Like, you know, they, they're going to need time. Um, but, you know, moving forward and, and, and who gets the permanent job, that's a very valid question. But, you know, why not give it to Kinnear? I mean, you look at Kinnear's career throughout MLS. He's been successful everywhere he's gone. I mean, he should have won two MLS Cups with those Houston teams. Unfortunately, he was thwarted, or, you know, I guess fortunately for us, you know, the LA Galaxy stopped him in 2011, 2012. But, I mean, he's yeah. always overachieved. <laughs> he's always overachieved with, you know, a, a rosters with rosters that are not particularly good. I think he's... He's a better coach than a lot of people give him credit for. And I think it's very easy to explain away like him as this defensive pragmatist that, you know, isn't necessarily going to play the most flashy of soccer, but at least it's going to get the job done. And like, but doesn't that feel like what, it's what the Galaxy need right now? Like for at least a year or two while everything gets retooled? Like they just need a guy that's going to go out there and just be no nonsense. And yeah, it's, it's going to be kind of boring, but like you're going to get results and you're going to be successful. Like, I just think that like that makes sense right now. You know, I I was against having him only because, like, I keep saying that we've been there and done that. But when you made the point of because there's so much restructuring that needs to be done with this club, um, that that even if we make playoffs, even if by some miracle we sweep and get MLS Cup, that is no excuse to have Klein as president still. That that everything is just suddenly forgiven and that everything is forgotten. Yeah. Um, you know, we we can't forget all this. I think I think to that point of while the galaxy because you're right, if we bring in Robbie Keane, Landon Donovan, or anybody else that anybody would love to see, anybody would be set up to fail and you'll continuously having this problem of just changing out coaches, changing out coaches. Not to say that Escalotto didn't have his problems and Onofo didn't have his problems and every and you know, Siggy and everybody, but but the the main point is it still goes back up to the top. So you're right. Until some some real changes can be made and it's still yet to be seen because of this pandemic and, you know, transfer windows and things. Every, everything is is totally up in the air right now. Um, it doesn't look like Pavone's going to be staying with us. Um, you know, we're stuck with Chicharito. Uh, I, I think that you make a really good argument um, for Kinnear. I'm not happy to say that, but... But what what else can you do unless you're, it's more of the same? And insanity is doing the same things over and over again, expecting different results. Yeah, and I, and I, I agree to your point that um, it does feel like that any head coach is not like it, it does feel like they almost would give it to Kinnear and basically say, just don't run this thing off the road while we do a lot of backroom restructuring, which I think is. I mean, I think that's a little disrespectful to Kinnear, and I think anyone who's absolutely job, like, I mean, but I mean, you know, at, at some point, someone's got to take that bullet, right? Like, I mean, you know, everyone, everyone who's you know connected with the Galaxy knows that the problems are so much deeper than necessarily head coaching and tactics. Like, it does, you know, it, it, it I feel like it would be disrespectful necessarily to to tell Kinnear, hey, like, we're going to give you this thing for two years. Please don't screw it up while we do everything else. You know, like. But it's kind of what the galaxy need to do. Um, yeah, I, I agree with your point that I think it's just you know we can't keep rearranging these deck chairs on the Titanic. Like it, there has to be mm-hmm. structural changes made, and 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 you know I, I do you know even if um, you know I think if they, if they miss the playoffs, I find it very difficult for Chris Klein to continue in his current position, especially with the way the fan base has reacted. Even after you know I, I think in previous years firing a head coach would have satiated the galaxy fan base but now i mean 
even still, you know, you go on Twitter, you go on Facebook, you go on Instagram, whatever the social media team posts something, it's still all about client out. So I think, you know, it, 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 I see it being very difficult for client to continue his current role. But yeah, I, I agree with you in the sense that we need someone to just kind of hold the water while, you know, we, we fix everything else. And, 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 you know, I, maybe that's Kinnear, you know, they, they don't need, they don't need to get sexy on the signing. Like they don't need to go out and sign, you know, like Louis Von Hall or, or Jose Mourinho or, you know, whoever have you, they just need someone that's going to be no nonsense. And that's Dominic Kinnear. And he's one of the best at that. And you've got it right in your backyard. So I, I, I could easily see Kinnear taking the permanent position for the next two years while Dennis DeClosa and AEG and everyone kind of says, all right, you know, let's sit at the table and figure out what we need to do. I mean, I feel like that's kind of what they're doing, even even if not formally asked, um, because there there's still a plan to be made, to be set, um, and things to be seen. So, I I'm so I'm so mixed in in terms of oh, excuse me, somehow I got a phone call in the middle of this. Um, <laughs> that's not supposed to happen. Um, anyway, so. I I just so mixed about my feelings about everything that's going on because part of me, of course, I want my team to to make the playoffs. I mean, I want them to have a, a good chance at an MLS Cup, but, but it's also totally absurd to think that this team, this 2020 season, like, can you imagine them lifting the cup? Like, do they really well, deserve it for half the things that have been going on, you know? And, and ugh. It's, uh, I mean, it would be fascinating if they somehow stumble their way to hoisting the sixth cup this year. Um, you know, I think, yeah, I agree. It's just, it, it does feel like they have to do just, you know, it, it, it does feel like the conversations that we're, we need to have extend larger than another head coach, but it finally does feel like everyone's on the same page on that front, right? Like it does finally feel like kind of, Everyone, in terms of the fan voice, in terms of the media voice around the Galaxy, um, and I think even privately, a lot of Galaxy organization members have kind of all started to say, all right, the conversations we need to have about the structure of this club are so much bigger than a head coach. Like, you could have easily explained away, you know, the Anolfo siggy mm-hmm. years because, you know, Anolfo, first-time head coach, clearly overmatched for the job he was given. Um, and then Siggy leaving in the way that he did um, – you know, you can kind of see he did not leave for medical reasons, but you can kind of explain it away as medical reasons. Um, and then his, his unfortunate passing about six weeks after he left the job. I um, know. That's so heartbreaking. I keep thinking that even when I said it, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, it's, you know, I'm not going to speak ill of the dead, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but he's, it, Siggy was one of the greatest of all time. Oh, um, absolutely. But then, hands down. But you know but what the, I mean. Then go, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Then the galaxy go out and sign Guillermo, who... You know, his tenure in Argentina was fantastic. He was, you know, I, 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 he was not the most popular coach at Boca, but he won them two domestic titles and got them to the Libertadores final and that, that famous Libertadores final that was eventually moved to Madrid. You know, it, it, that makes sense. Like, that's good progression of this club. And then, you know, I think because it didn't work for Shiloto, all of a sudden everyone's realizing, oh, it's not going to matter the caliber of person we bring into this job. It's a question of the structure around the job. And finally, it does feel like a lot of the people that need to, like, have those conversations are realizing we can't avoid these conversations anymore. We have to be involved in a way that we haven't been before. And that's it, it you know, I, I hate to to piggyback on someone's on someone's firing, especially in a year like this, but 
maybe Shiloto needed to go. Like, maybe that's what needed to happen in order for the Galaxy to sit there and, like, realize, hey, you know, this isn't working anymore. And, like, it's not just working at the head coach level. It's not working at the academy level. It's not working at the, you know, Los Dos level. It's not working at the presidential level of this club. Like, it did... It, it, I hate to say it, but Shiloto might have been the wake-up call we all needed. I mean, when you, like I said, when you put it that way, um, it's it's hard to to say otherwise. It's, you know, I'd love to play devil's advocate, but no, I have to agree with you. (laughs) Um, You know, we can't have nice things. Jonathan Dos Santos looked good, and then he's injured again. And I'm not going to blame him either. It's just stuff happens, and he has no control over it. Yeah, and that, that injury looked, he looked really concerned coming yeah, off the field. Yeah, we, we don't really know. We have no information right now. Yeah, I mean, obviously his season is most likely done considering how he looked coming off the field. Um, you know, but, it, I mean, that's kind of the reality of the Galaxy in 2020 is that when it, it just, it, we can't seem to find moments of joy. It's always going to break bad in some way, you know. Mm. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, I like I like Kinnear over the next, you know, through the end of the season. And hopefully, I, I hope, you know, we auditioned Kinnear for this job three times, right? Like, and, and you know, you hope that he gets the shot. Like, I, I really do like Kinnear. I think, you know, he, he's not flashy, but he's efficient. And what was the whole entire thing about, you know, the whole entire thing about Bruce Arena was Bruce Arena's teams were never, you know, tactically brilliant. But, excuse me, they were efficient in a way that, um, you know, that, that got them titles. I think maybe that's what they need to go back to. Um, but if they decide not to continue with Kinnear as head coach and, and return him to an assistant role, um, kind of being an outside advisor for a, a new head coach that comes into this club, if Chris Klein isn't fired or removed from his office this postseason, then I kind of confidently can say this is the biggest you have like the galaxy have to get this higher right more so than any other club I think I've ever seen. Like they have to get this one right. And, you know, that's a difficult thing to do. And, you know, there's a lot of really pretty names out there, but is that really necessarily going to be what you need to do? And, you know, I'd argue almost the galaxy's reputation and almost need to have some high level, high profile people in charge or like on the field or anything like that is could really hurt them on this hire. Like they have to get this right. Um, and if they don't, then it's, you know, I think we have to start, if they don't get this hire, right. Um, if they choose not to go with Kinnear as their head coach, I think we need to start really changing the way that we talk about the galaxy as expectations wise. You know, like I, I think, you know, we as a fan base have to reduce our expectations of this organization. If they don't, if, you know, if they don't get the hire, right. You know, and that's, I mean, I hate to say it, but that's that's kind of where I feel like things are going right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, a hundred percent. Oh my gosh, um, you you hit so many really really good points, and again, we we have to kind of wait and see. It would all be speculation. I just, for the record, want to say I know that Dominic Kinnear ain't it. Like I know he's just not. You know what I mean? Like he's he's who you give this team to because. What else are you going to do right now? And again, not trying to to insult Kinnear in any way. It's just, it. I mean, just to relate it to like dating. Like, you know, this person's really good and sure they have really great qualities, but they're just not the person for you, if that makes sense. Um, 
sometimes it's just it's just there's other better options out there and you and you have to focus on yourself and and get yourself right first before you should like pick up someone else like that's what i just feel like the galaxy are at right now it's kind of like they need a lot of um you know restructuring and, and again we can't gut this team um you know we have who we have we trusted um Escaloto and Dennis Teclose to get their guys in they they couldn't for for many reasons um you know this is like a really complicated game of chess um and you know it, it's hard to say because in Bingham's back in goal and and also you know doing Bingham things which is is not good in this sense um so, and that's why people well, luckily he was there on that line so so I'm going to disagree with you a little bit when it comes to Kinnear not being it. I mean, I can understand he's not the sexy pick, right? Like he's right, he's, but it's also cuz like we've been there and done this with him. Like we've had this and it just hasn't. He's been successful everywhere he's gone. He's been he's he knows MLS like the back of his hand. His connections in American soccer are incredibly tight. He's got experience in the Scottish league. He's got, you know, he's he's a good head coach. Like he's not like we're not like, talking as, about but as coaches should have we're not talking about a guy that's like this is a, this will be his first head coaching job. I mean, no, Dominic Kinnear's taken Dominic Kinnear's taken t- three teams to the to MLS Cup finals. Like, it's not like he's he doesn't not know this league. Like, that's why I like I think we're over like, I, and this is what I was saying earlier that like this the Galaxy obsession with the sexy signing is what could kill us here. Like, maybe we need to go back to basics and just do the obvious thing. Like, you know, like for example, the Galaxy brought in Rod Hullett, like. Yeah, it's a brilliantly sexy coaching signing, but Rudd Hullett was an idiot. Like, I think there's no question about that. He, you know, tanked the club into last place. Now, you could also argue Alexi Lawless was the architect of that as well, but, you know, there's, you know, that's different litigation for a different day. I just think, you know, I don't hate the Galaxy going to a pragmatist. Like, I, I just don't hate it. I think it's actually a really good idea. Well, and that does bring me to uh, one of the questions that we did get uh, on Twitter from um, Nolan 2D, uh, you know, he said, um, you know, is the roster, is it the roster builder or the roster user who is underperforming? You know, it's if it's both, how does one evaluate that? And then we hired, and your response was, you know, we hired a sensible defensive pragmatist, you know, um, that isn't dominant, you know, Dom Kinnear, according to uh, Mario Sandrini, our friend. Um, you know, he does have tons of MLS experience. He's a defenses, defensive pragmatist, as you said. Um, you know, did did GBS not use him, or did he just ignore his advice? I mean, we don't we don't really know. I mean, there there was that time when we we could tell Kinnear's fingerprints were on the the Galaxy's winning games. You know, it, it was just. I mean. You know, we're going to circle back here and be back about um, Escaloto just not not being the, the right fit. And now he's gone, you know, and that's well, what we needed for the Galaxy to to make moves, to make changes. I, you know, and sometimes and sometimes when it comes to a head coach, just it just doesn't work. Like just sometimes for whatever reason, it just doesn't work. And I think, you know, I think that was with Shiloto to a certain extent that just I don't think Shiloto ever felt fully comfortable in the Galaxy job. And it was kind of clear that he didn't feel like good about anything at all at times. 
Um, you know, but I think, you know, when it comes to, is it the roster builder or the roster user? I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely a delicate consort between, you know, delicate, you know, kind of duet between the two positions. But, you know, I think, again, I, I come back to this, this conversation we've been having multiple times this year when it comes to, you know, at what point does the guy making the hiring and firing decisions at the, at the top level get looked at? You know, at, at what point does kind of everyone say, okay, you know, like, but you're the guy in the room making these decisions and all the fingers start pointing to Chris Klein. And maybe this is the moment where, that, you know, there's definitely going to be a lot of very difficult conversations we have in this offseason about, um, about where, the way this club is headed and the way that, you know, you know, we as fans can, can express our displeasure and, and you know, what, you know, what's Chris Klein's positioning and stuff like that. And, and I think, you know, I'm happy we're starting to have those conversations. And it's, it, you know, I, I think... I think in terms of, I know there's been a lot of scrutiny when it comes to, as, as, um, as I was pointing out on Twitter about the roster builder, and there's been a lot of scrutiny about Dennis, De, uh, Dennis DeClosa in these, in these past couple of days, reasonably so, considering everything that's gone on. But, you know, Dennis DeClosa, I mean, look at how many players we were linked with, you know, on Twitter and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I know that a lot of agents float links to raise player prices and, you know, pressure clubs and contracts mm-hmm. and stuff like that i get that it's half of it's a, a shadow business but i mean on a lot of those where there's smoke there's got to be fire right and like, you know we wouldn't have been linked with some of the players that we've been linked with had it not been true and i just think that to Closa and Sholoto just weren't given the framework to really build the roster they wanted you know like sure rolf felcher's a cool signing he's played in the premier league and theoretically it should work but he hasn't you know he's he hasn't played a you know hasn't started a game in you know a year and a half and you bring him in expecting him to be the full-time starter at right back. Like that's, that's just not smart. Like Chicharito, you know, I mean, it was kind of going south for him at, at Sevilla and, you know, you, ex- and he has, you know, he hasn't been a full-time starter since, you know, West Ham or, or Germany even. And you expect him to, you know, lead the line and score, you know, 22 goals. Like it, it these are, these are decisions that, you know, it doesn't feel like a guy like Dennis DeClosa looks at these decisions and says, these are good ideas. Like it does feel like, there were people that didn't get properly punished for making very bad decisions. Yeah. Um, the game against Seattle is going to be a really challenging one. I- I'm not even sure that I understand. But see, this is, this is perfect. Like this is exactly uh-huh. the game that you want Dominic Kinnear in. Like this is like Seattle, fantastic attacking side. Brian Spencer, brilliant head coach. You know, like, you know, they've, they've, they score goals for fun. Like, Play a pragmatic four four two and just okay, we'll give you sixty percent of the ball. You won't be able to break us down. We'll score a goal on the counter, probably. And like that's that. You know, it's like this is the perfect Dominic Kinnear game. Like I love it. Um, you know, so but you know, if they, if they can get a result, I mean, honestly, I mean, yeah, he's a, a pretty straightforward manager. Yeah, if they can get a result against Seattle, I mean, they play Vancouver on decision day, and if things go there, we might we might be starting to talk about playoffs here. But I I, I think they I I do think they're going to struggle against Seattle. Just like every and that's not. To the Galaxy's discredit, that's to Seattle's credit. That, that's to Seattle's credit. Yeah, no, this is a formidable opponent. Yeah, I don't care how they've been tanking some of the other games and, you know, who they've been playing. But, again, I think that's fatigue and playing the same teams. Um, but, yeah. you know, yeah, and, and I mean, and we know that Smetcher's a, a phenomenal coach. So, yeah, I, I think the Galaxy have the work cut out for them on Wednesday. Um I think hopefully if they come out, you know, 
Pistons firing, I, I can see I can see it being a really great game. You know? Well, the Galaxy, if the Galaxy come out like they did in the first half against Seattle, then they're going to give Seattle trouble. Like, I mean, you know, they, they, Yoni Gonzalez was absolutely flying all over the place. I mean, Christian Pavon, probably his best game in a Galaxy jersey. I mean, you know, it, it, Sebastian Legette, probably his best game in a Galaxy or, or Sorry, no, I, I, I misspoke on Pavon, but probably his best game, or what I meant to say is Pavon's probably his best performance in a Galaxy jersey this year in that first half. Um, he's had better games over yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. We tenure. just, I, I missed, yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, Sebastian Lejet may be one of his best appearances in a Galaxy jersey overall. I mean, he he was absolutely buzzing around the place. Um, you know, if they if they come out in that first half, they could you know if, if you know you, you you go and punch Seattle in the mouth early and kind of get him to stumble, you might be able to get something out of this game. Um, but you know, it it's going to be difficult. I think there's no question about that. I think all of us as fans realize that. And you know, that's you know, hopefully hopefully they can get something. But you know, as long as they turn in a a, a decent ninety minutes, I think a lot of the next two games, if if they win. On Wednesday, then I think the conversation shifts. But I think a lot of the conversation sure. right now, when it comes to on-field performance over the next two games, is a little bit purely academical. Like I think there's a lot of other conversations that are much more important when it comes to the LA Galaxy. But I mean, you know, if if they can get a win here and, and points per game being what points per game is, then you know maybe we're talking about playoffs. But yeah, I, I think it's it's just going to be a very difficult or uh, you know it'll be difficult on Wednesday. But if they can get the result, then I think we start having very different conversations than what we're having right now. If the Galaxy had played Seattle earlier when they were on their win streak, we really thought that that's when the win streak was going to end. Um, I also, you know, am just concerned about two things. One, obviously, Seattle's just a much better team. Um, they, the, the Galaxy were gassed by the 75th minute. Seattle's going to wear them out. Um, so that's 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 my biggest concern. Now, now, what I was saying, what I didn't understand with the points per game was I think that the Galaxy, all of these are must-win games. Otherwise, they don't qualify. Oh, yeah, no, there's like, no There's no draws. Like, there's, you know, like, they can't draw, even. Yeah, I mean, there's no question every game from here on out is a must-win game. But, you know, it, it, this is, in, in terms of the last two games, this is the one where if they can get the results, then they have a very good shot against Vancouver. And so... You know, this is this out of the two. This is probably the one where this decides the season. Okay, well, you know, it. We'll have to see how the conversation shifts. It's just pretty wild to me that um, in 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 this year in 2020, we're talking about the galaxy having just fired their coach, and in one game, we're talking about making a run for MLS Cup, a sweep. For MLS Cup, anything is possible. It is MLS, and we will be back at you <laughs> after See you we play soon. Seattle. See you soon. Thank you so much to all of our listeners. Like, follow, and subscribe. We'll be we'll be staying tuned, just like you.